So, Chaver, with a, really, it's a Shahachiyonu that we have this course to be learning together, Shar Habitachin, the author of this amazing work, um, who was referred to as Rabbeinu either Bachaya or Rabbeinu Bachya. There were two Rabbeinu Bachyas, or two Rabbeinu Bachayas. There was the earlier one, whose name is Bachaya ben Yosef from Spain. It is his work that we are learning. There was a later Rabbeinu Bachaya or Bachya, Rabbeinu Bachaya ben Asher, who was a student of the Rajba, also wrote very important works for people who are in the know. Just be aware that there are two Rabbeinu Bachayas. This is the earlier one. This is the earlier one. And he wrote a sefer called Choyvas Halavavos, Duties of the Heart. And to appreciate the name of the sefer, most of the mitzvahs are action-oriented mitzvahs. Action meaning thou shall do, thou shall not do. That is the vast majority of the Tariyag mitzvahs. However, it's not all of the mitzvahs. There are mitzvahs that are duties of the heart. Duties of the heart doesn't mean to exclude the mind. Duties of the heart in the context of it's something that it, it demands inner work and not outer work. Bechlal, when you look at a religious Jew, what we call a fruma Jew, you can only see what you see. You are primarily looking at one's behavior because that is where the majority of the mitzvahs are to be fulfilled. There is an inner part of our avodas Hashem which is not discernible to the eye. There are symptoms, but you can't see where the person is at. That's an inner work. And he felt, correctly so, that not enough was written about it. You know, you can codify what to do. Like open up a sefer of Hilcha Shabbos. Either you love it or not, depends how you like these details, but wow, like there's this detail and that detail of what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Can I put this, take the spoon out of the forks? Can I not take, can I take the socks out of the, like boy did, Chaybis Halavavis, he was the first one that really codified amazingly all of the mitzvahs that are incumbent on part of the heart. The book is divided into 10 gates, 10 sha'arim, and the the sha'ar of betachen is the fourth one. Okay, and that's what we're learning. Many people who had many different challenges of life, who really needed to shift their inner makings to deal with it better, aside of getting a bracha for the outer part to, to get better, the Rebbe would so often tell people to learn shara betachen. And this, like any other sefer of Torah, perhaps even more than learning a halacha sefer, this is not something that one can learn quickly. It, it's not useful. Like people who are very good in hopping details and who have great memories, you can read, you know, read the Rambam for five hours and you'll learn a thousand laws. This is not this type of sefer because this is really duties of the heart. This is mamish, inner, avoida. It's about understanding what he's saying and trying to make it real. And if that is true, which it is regarding all of the ten gates, especially when it comes to the Shad of Bitachen. And I think this is the most important intro that one should offer. There's something called the Muna, and there's something called Bitachen. And it's extremely important not to confuse one with the other. And the more we will learn together, the more we will see his definition of Bitachen. But before we go inside, I want to just translate these words to the best of our ability in English. Emuna means to believe. And bitachen either means to be certain, but in the context of Rabbeinu Bachaya, bitachen means to trust. Believing 
and trusting. The Ramban, in his introduction to a book that he called Emuna and Bitachen, the Ramban wrote a book called Emuna and Bitachen, he gave the following beautiful, simple mashal of a tree and fruit. And he writes that you can have a tree without fruit, but you can't have fruit without a tree. And he was using that to contrast Emuna and Bitachen. Bitachen comes after you have Emuna. A person could have Emuna and not have Bitachen. You cannot have Bitachen if you don't have Emuna. So let me just elaborate a little bit. Let's go with the English. Emuna means to believe, not only believing in God, but believing in divine providence. Belief is something if that by definition is not internalized in the person by default. So for example, the Gemara has such a great uh, metaphor that Aganif, right before he's about to break into someone's house, he turns and he uh-huh. says, God Almighty, please help me, I should not be caught. Now this person, if he's talking to God, really he really believes in God, or she believes in God. And they also know that God said, thou shall not steal. There's no lack of info, but that's the nature of emuna. Emuna is something that is great, but it's outside of you. So you can believe in something like we all believe. We believe in the Torah and we believe in the mitzvahs. So if I believe in it, how can I break it? Well, I believe in it, but I have a Yetzirah. Like, it's really not even a contradiction. Emuna is something that without work is and stays beyond. It's like a halo. We live in our emuna. It surrounds us. It's a makib type of life, but it's not internalized. The internalization of emuna, I'm using Hasidic words, will be what Rabbeinu Bachayim were called bitachim which will be the sense of trust in my day-to-day that God has me. Mm. Now, I believe that God has me, but I might not feel it. The Lovavo is me feeling a certain level of tranquility, which is how he defines it in the beginning. Tranquility doesn't come from Emunah. Or in the opposite, if a person is anxious about any specific or about everything in life, it doesn't mean that lacking in Emunah. Emunah doesn't touch you that deep for it to take away anxiety. Bitachin is a raya. It means if I want, do I have bitachin in God? How tranquil am I? The more anxious I am, that's a sign that I'm lacking in my bitachin. And um, and uh, the question, the big, the million dollar question is, everyone would love to have bitachin. You know, if people are struggling with emunah, that's not the topic of what we're learning. But let's speak to the people who have emunah. So we have emunah. And we all know the Amis, you can have a Muna, but then when a person is faced with a challenge, they're very anxious, they're scared, they're worried. That's a direct symptom of a person not developing Bitachin. And if, if, if I am not taught, if you're not taught how to do it, don't expect yourself to have Bitachin. Emuna, Chazal say that all Jews have a Muna. Actually, we begin with the premise that even if a Yid is saying that I don't believe and, and in their conscious mind, they don't believe. We know that deeper down, they really believe. Okay. But it's deep down. Bitachin is not deep down. If it's deep down, we call that amuna. Bitachin means bringing to the inner workings of the person or bringing from the superconscious into the normal conscience the truth of amuna to the point that now I'm batuach. I'm good. Why am I good? Because God, God has me. Now, God has me or things will be good. There's a lot of nuance which has to be clarified and we're going to learn the shita of, of uh, Rabbeinu Bachir. Sure, sure, sure. 
Um, so, Chovas Elevavos been around forever. From it was the 12th century or, or the 11th. I think in the 11th. The first one was in the 11th century. In the times so the of Rashi. The question is, it has not been a safer, at least in my environment in the Chabad community. It, it, this was a secret that was very much promoted in the non-Chabad communities, but in Chabad, it was kind of just so. And lately, I find there's like a big focus. I, on learned, that I learned this in high school. As a okay, I'm happy you're saying that. And you learned yeah, in the Chabad high school. Like, I want to say like this, that... that is in Israel. In Israel. Uh, yeah. In America, Chobos mm. We had like a big testimony. Like a, I received like, more. Uh, 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 oh no, no. I guess I, I, I always heard about Chavis Halavavis, but I also didn't always go only to Chabad uh, yeshivas. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you're saying a reality that you experienced. It's fundamental. This is considered fundamental, safer. Somehow, me, right uh, now, there's a big. Okay, let me make the uh, following proposal: that a lot of the goal of Chabad Hasidus is to internalize the emuna we have in God and specifically in Hashgacha Pratis, which will be the Rabbeinu Bahaya. Not only there's a God, generally, but the God of my life, my God, my personal God, and my every detail of my life, I can be betach, not for me not to do my part, he defines it beautifully, but I'm really, God has me in every detail. I think maybe to a certain degree, Hasidus um, touches on this topic. So if you are limited in what you will teach, then... Um, it would make sense that I understand why that might be. Having said that, it's not a contradiction. No, not only is it not a contradiction, but well, we learn. We have we're mechuyev to learn everything. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Are the chapters built on top of each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to, you have to go, you have to go in order mm. to build it internally. I would think like this. I want to answer that. We're going to learn information, so just to be aware that I don't think it's healthy for someone to expect that just because I read it. If I am not opening my heart and hoping and davening that this should become internalized, reading this, learning this is a lot better than not learning this. Mm. But it's not that someone is going to learn it and they will have bitachin. Someone will learn this and they'll understand exactly what bitachin means. What are the proofs? How can I measure? Like I'm giving a general hagdama. I think tranquility is one of his big chidushin. Mm. That's what? a good tranquility. To be tranquil. Serenity. Serenity. In other words, how, how do I know whether I have a Muna? And that's very important. Even if, God forbid, a Jew is breaking all the commandments, it doesn't mean they don't have a Muna. Right. It doesn't mean that. If a person is not tranquil, that means if I'm facing a scenario whose only God knows the future, only God knows the future, but I'm not, I'm not okay, I can't sleep at night, that's a simon for me that I'm lacking in Bitochen. And everyone is lacking in Mitochen. Don't feel bad about that. Mitochen is a big avoider. It's Chayvas Halavavas. It's, you know, you have to get there internally. So learning is the first step. Together with that, learning it deeply, like taking it in. And, and many times, for many people, learning is, is, is Gavaldic because you learn about it, you debate about it, you discuss about it, you think about it. It definitely trickles down. But you need a lot of work, a lot of learning, a lot of trickling down and, and davening. For it to really uh, work. And again, it's not a black and white. I don't think you know you have or you don't have. It's something that, as we know in our life, sometimes you feel more deep down. I know it's going to be good. You have that bitach and certainty. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes for the same thing. One day like this, one day like that. Sometimes the neshama is more available. So the neshama gives you that bitach. And sometimes for whatever reason, we have a lot of access to the neshama. But uh, the first step is to know what it is.
and it's phenomenal. It's also connected to our ability to trust in general. Like, if, let's say if someone's yeah. been hurt in their life and they have trust issues with people, it's harder to trust Hashem. Like, it's, it's we'll see every time. I mean, not, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea that he's going to speak so, about all these okay. scenarios. It's like beautifully. Yes. Rabbi, can I ask you? Is there like an English translation of the word bitachon? I'm going to translate. Okay, it's either certainty from betach or trust, okay. and we're going to use the word trust. Okay. There is no language that is as great as the holy tongue. So also the expectations. I don't think any. That's that's one of the reasons why it's called lashon hakodesh. It's it's meduyak. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And and other languages are more or less not perfect. Okay. So let's go in the beginning. Uh, listen, I also would like to thank, just a side note, that the Siegelmans, a while back, not that long ago, they bought a box and they donated it to the shul. Wow. wow. So, just that chapter. Just that chapter. Just this gate. Yeah, just this gate. Yeah, yeah. It came out, I mean, it's a Chabad Is it? Okay. Oh, okay, it's a Chabad print. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. Wow. It's to show that we're in a time where there's yeah. a lot of challenges. In Bitochen. But I can say anywhere that the Rebbe wrote before he was Rebbe. The Rebbe, for the Rebbe, if Chabad is defined by the Rebbe, the Rebbe wrote in the 40s and the 50s to so many people that it's good for you to learn Shara Bitochen. Once the Rebbe was advocating for this to be learned yes. from when we knew him. Mm. Could be, I mean, that could be, you're telling me that you never... No, but the Rebbe, I mean... How I no, 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 the Rebbe, is the, one, the Rebbe is the one that defines Lubavitch. Right. Okay, right. so let's go. So I'm saying, I, did, I gave that intro because we're using different books. In this book, we're going to page number two. We're going to the introduction. Page at a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'll see over here, there's a very long introduction. Oh, wow. Very long introduction. Do you skip or do you just go line by line? No, we're going to read it. Wow. I also want to say that you even have, you even have in the Hebrew, a little bit of differences in the text. They didn't have a printing press. There were many times that, that our enemies really were out to destroy our Svanim. There were book burnings. It's a Gefarlicha thing. So it's a copy of a copy of a copy. So just in case, if you're using another Sefer, mm-hmm. not only will the English for sure not be the same, it's very difficult to translate it, and sometimes it will be of great substance, just to be aware that sometimes even in the Lashon HaKodesh, the words will have the same content that I know, but some people have different texts. This is not the only Sefer. They have very other Classical. important Svanim. Um, okay, that's older. Oh. We'll find out. That's older? Uh, yeah. Yours has been around a while longer. This is relatively oh. new print. But I'm saying it's not about 1940 to 1990. It's about going back a few hundred yeah. years. Different countries had different copies. And just to be aware that there are some um, nuanced differences. Mm-hmm. So we're starting in the beginning. Babitachim. I can tell you that this open line is enough for a whole week to live on. Because his emphasis is that placing our trust in God, like it says in the American dollar, which is nice, is not what we are aiming for. The word levadoi is such a big word, it cannot be underlined enough. This is like, this is a mountain. And he'll make it very clear. If you trust in God and in something else, by default, it means we trust less in God. Mm-hmm. And there's a consequence. Can you repeat that, please? Sure. The word levadoi right. is the key word here. Mm-hmm. Because his goal, of Amar the author, mm-hmm. 
is not only here uh, to teach us about trusting in God, but dafka, specifically, exclusively, trusting in God alone and not in anything or anyone else. That's very important. Now, no one should jump ahead. We're not jumping ahead. People can think, what does that mean? I cannot trust my uh, teacher, my spouse, my children. We're not saying that. He'll explain what he means. But just be aware of these words. That ultimately, betachen means I trust in God alone. What do you mean as a consequence? As a consequence, so okay, I don't mind getting one step just ahead, just as an intro. The 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 question of Hashgacha Pratis, and maybe that answers a little bit of the Naima's question, is a topic that has been debated for thousands of years amongst our Chachamim, and there are many, including the Rambam. Whoever learns that Maimonides will read that Rambam says that certain people don't have Hashgacha Pratis. Mm. This, this is called Hashgacha Klolis, and when the Baal Shem Tev insists in Hashgacha Pratis, one of the earlier machlekes, um, L'Shem Shamayim, we're speaking about a good argument between those who opposed the Hasidic movement, was that who is the Baal Shem Tev to determine with such certainty that there is Hashgacha Pratis? Let me give you the two options, and let me tell you now how the Rebbe explains it. But I want to come back to answer your question over here. Hashgacha Klolis means that not only did God create the world, but there is an oversight and there are certain things that need to happen and God will see to it that they happen. But it's only a general oversight. And the, one of the Lashonim that the Lashonim says that God needs for certain species not to go extinct. And since they cannot go extinct, no matter what terrible choices man can make, if that is needed, that will be. We don't have the power to change the will of God. But does God need for this tree or that tree? No. It can be this one, it can be that one, it can be this animal, it can be that animal. And there are some, including the Rambam, that says that according to our level of commitment to God, using the words of the Rabbeinu Bachia, according to our level of Bitachen, the more Bitachen, the more Hashgacha Pratis, I'm saying words. Mm. The less betachen, the less hashgacha pratis. Mm. Rabbi Nobachia says, you get to choose. Either rely on God, either God ha- got you. But if you feel that you got it, then God says, fine, then you got it. So this is Rabbi Nobachia. Clear. Oh, oh, one second. I want to, I want to, I want to. Oh. If I can just. I know no. Okay. Because no, okay. I want to, I want to hold my train of thought over here. This is big statements over here. And we're going to read this inside. He writes it clearly. Now, is it really true, or are you just oh, able to see oh, oh, it? Oh, now like this. So let me, that's why I'm giving you a layer. Now what I'm saying now is the Torah of the Rebbe. The Torah of the Rebbe is based on the Rebbe's understanding that the Baal Shem Tev did not take a side on this argument. There are those who opine that there's only Hashgacha Klolis, according to Chabad, Hasidic understanding. They never uh, denied they never said that there isn't Hashgacha Pratis. What will be Hashgacha Pratis? That God doesn't only need for the, this animal kind to be in the world. God needs for this animal to be in the world. Mm. Every sp- and not only that, even, forget about human beings. Forget about only tzaddikim. Even non-tzaddikim. Even animals. Even plant life. Even inanimate objects. The Baal Shem Tov used to express himself that if there is an island and where no human being lives and the wind blows, think about this idea, and one leaf gets blown off a tree, 
that leaf, the amount of times that it twirls in the air before it hits the ground is all part of the master plan. It's not only was it directed by God, not only was it directed, but the big master plan needs for that detail to happen. It's like when you walk into a beautiful home and you have this like amouar and there's a beautiful many things there. Not only was everything put there, but if, if someone knows what they're doing, one complements the other. The way it's placed, every detail of one wasn't only put there with intent, but it complements the other and the other will not be complete without it. Hashgacha Pratis means that we believe that every single thing that's happening to me, everything, no matter from whom, whether it's by human choice, by natural choice, all of that is part of God's master plan. It sounds very opposite Hashgacha Klolis, which is there's a general oversight, there's certain points that have to be met. The world has to get there, whether it goes here or whether it goes there, that's up to us to decide. The Rebbe says, everyone believes in Hashgach HaPratis. The question is, is it, are we able to see the Hashgach HaPratis in that which is happening? And, and therefore, for example, that when the Rabbeinu Bachia is going to say, place your trust in God alone, alone. And if a person chooses to place their trust in God and in whatever that other thing is, whether it's another person, whether it's an institution, whether it's an idea, then God reciprocates by saying, more or less, okay, if someone else got you, let them get you. Which means, according to the way we understand it, is that everything will still be by you, by divine plan, but it's gonna be completely concealed from you. You won't, it's gonna, from your perspective, which is what Golos is, really Golos is, we don't see the Hashgacha Pratis. Like, go explain suffering. I'm not even talking about the, 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 the Holocaust, it's not suffering in life. What God, the great God couldn't, couldn't give you your life and get all of the goals achieved without that tsar when God is all God is almighty. God can do anything. So it's very difficult to see Hashgacha Pratis. Divine revelation means we see the Hashgacha Pratis. So we hold that everyone agrees that from God's perspective, everything is under his providence. The machlekes is, are we aware of it? And therefore, the Rambam says, the greater the person, the more they, God gives them the eyes to see how more and more of what's happening is by Hashgacha Pratis. But wait, are you saying that there's equal Hashgacha Pratis done for every person, yes. just whether we see it or not? That's what the Rebbe says. Because that's, that's, so that's not what I learned. I know, I know, I know, I know at least I'm being very clear. I'm being very clear, that's, very good. Who says this? That's the Rebbe. That's the Rebbe that, says it. It's about revelation. It's not about, like Hashem's overseeing every single individual person and the leaf. And the, the leaf. same way. Exactly. It's just whether it's revealed. That's 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 the shita of Hasidus. Let's say that's wow. the Hasidish understanding of it. And to be very, very important, yeah. non-Hasidim, they don't accept this. Yeah. They say it's a machloikis because there are other Rishonim that spoke about Ashgacha Pratis on the leaf. The and Shem Tzadikim have have very revealed Ashgacha Pratis. Revealed Ashgacha Pratis. Channels fully open. Revealed meaning like more. No, they they can imagine nature this. can change for them. You know, you know. They well, no, 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 not nature will change. That the reality that's happening, at a certain point, like when we say that greater people don't even experience suffering, even if what would happen to them, what happened to us, would be very painful, is because the more they see how this is part of the plan, mm. it's like when you're carrying a bag. If you know it's diamonds, it's mamash easy. Yeah. If you're carrying uh-huh. rocks for no purpose. Uh-huh. It knows they have a different life. It's a different experience because they know what we don't know. Because they have a greater 
understanding. Yeah. That's why we have so the Hashem to constantly ask for new understanding. That's right, because the more we'll understand, it's a whole different experience. I'm not saying that we should also daven for things to change. We're going to learn all about this over here. It's not a contradiction. But I want to focus on the trust. This, just this line, trusting on God alone versus trusting in God for the bigger things or trusting God for the general things or trusting God for certain things. It's like, you know, a good doctor, when they daven, there's a beautiful Mishnah, which is very hard to swallow. The Mishnah says, Toiv The Mishnah says, it sounds like the best of doctors are going to help. So the pshat that I learned in Cheder was a very good pshat from my teacher. I was, I was under Bar Mitzvah. Is that what shot a good doctor? That even if the patient is suffering in hell, he'll go to Gehenim to help him. He, he won't, like, in a, by here, doctors are trained, they stay emotionally detached. And they were saying, no, that watch out, a good doctor, you're in suffering, he's with you in the suffering. That's a beautiful toiv shabarai from the Gehenim. But there's a, you know, there's a, a drasha. The word toiv is bigamatria 17. Tes vav vez is 17. Shmona Esri, you have 18 brachas. One of them is for healing. If a doctor who's davening Shmona Esri is telling God, God, I'm asking you for this, for that, but for that person's healing, God, I got it. Mm-hmm. That's not good. In other words, trust on God. It doesn't contradict us needing to make our effort. He's going to clarify this. But at the end, I only trust, there's only one power in the world to the exclusion of all other powers. There are no other powers. I'm going to give you another muscle as an intro of a loan. You know, the earlier idolaters that Ambam writes, they believed in God. Why did they worship or serve the constellations or other powers? So the muscle he gives is that imagine you're trying to get a meeting with your boss, with a boss, with a big uh, the CEO, but there's a secretary. And people that have seichel understand, be, be good to the secretary because there, she has a certain amount of power. A person who feels, I'm going to put my koyach on the secretary and not on the boss, that was the, that was the early idolaters. In other words, there are certain channels through which God works his hashgacha in, in the world. Like the sun, the sun heals, the sun brings warmth. It's God's doing. That's bitachin in Hashem alone, even though we know it's coming through the sun. But like a tool in the hand, you know, you're chopping down a tree, you're not going to give any um, chashivos to the axe. You need the axe, but all of the credit or the opposite goes to the one who's swinging the axe. There's only one swinger. There's only one mover. And that's Hashem. There's only one power in the world and everything else are tools that God is using. But if they're only a tool that God is using, then only connect to the user of the tool and not to the tool. Trust in Hashem alone. Amar HaMechaber says the author of the Sefer. Being that, as we mentioned, we're learning now the fourth gate. Previously in the Sefer, the Rabbeinu Bachya had discussed the, the idea of service to God. In today's modern world, we will call this inner work. You know, there's serving God by doing the mitzvahs, but that's not chavis halavavis. Chavis halavavis is that you can be doing all the mitzvahs, but you're not service. You're not. You're not in service of Hashem. In other words, we're speaking about a inner feeling of internalization. I want to really be in service of God. So the isi lo havi achrov. 
Now that we understand the importance of being in service, of inner service to God, that which is most necessary for a person who wants to be in the category of a servant of Hashem. So the first, if I want to be in service to God, the first thing, the most important thing that I have to develop is for who habitachin olav bechol devarav. Kir bitachin means trust or relying on to rely on Hashem for all of my matters, even for the parts of life where again I feel I got it covered, but that I got. I need help over there, not over here. That's not perfect bitachin. I'm relying on Hashem for everything. Ba'avur ma shiyesh boy min hatoi. And you should know that by having real bitachim on Hashem alone, there will be great benefits both in Torah matters and in worldly matters. And I want to stop over here and I want to say like this, this is very important. Whenever you read Rabbeinu Bachya or any of our great tzaddikim that speak about do this and there'll be a great benefit, they are, God forbid, they are not advocating do it for there to be benefit. That's not at all the purpose of this book. He's writing. The purpose is, is that I, Baruch Hashem, I'm zoicha, I'm observant. I know that we can better our observance, but it's a, we should be happy and grateful that we are from the Yidin that are observant. It should not be enough. Meaning, of course, I have to better my observance. Gamze. But I have to feel that I'm in service of God. I want to be in service of God. You should know that everyone is in service of someone. You might even be in service of yourself. And Ashrei Chalkeinu, how lucky are we if we choose to be in service of God? That's a whole another big Hasidic topic, service or hoida'a, submitting, giving, giving myself over to God. There's nothing greater than that. And in order to do that, you need bitachin. If you don't fully trust God, you will never meet. I will never be able to be a, a servant of God. The Ramam is writing, not the Ramam, Rabbeinu Bachya, you should know that when you do so, there's tremendous benefit. So this will enhance your life. This will better your life. But don't do it because it's going to better your life. Because the moment you're doing it because it's going to better your life, mm-hmm. then you are in service of yourself. And the whole premise, the reason why he's choosing in the fourth, not in the tenth gate, which is relatively earlier on to speak about the talking is because he already established in the first three the importance of being in service of God. Okay, we'll stop over here. Any questions? I got a page. So comment. Comment. Okay. Um, Everything is mm-hmm. As you live your life with Hashgacha practice, you start seeing the in, the more Hashgacha practice becomes literally like uh, like a how yeah. do you call it snowball effect. Yeah. Naturally, with everything, with positivity or with negativity, you set a line. The Rabbeinu Bachia says you can create. We'll see soon. We'll see soon. We'll see. We'll get. We'll get. There. You're jumping ahead. No, but I, I need. So for in my brain right now, I need to jump on that because I'm doing a lot of neuroscientific studying right now in the brain, the study of the brain in the past 20 years, we have these incredible new revelations. Of the koyach of, of what, yes. what's in the brain. The renewal of the brain. For years, they believe the brain is set. You get old. Well, that's how it is. And you're kind of stuck. And we are in a time where there's a tremendous amount of anxiety and depression around the world. It's affecting the Jewish community. It's part it's of the everyone. Yeah. And I mean, I was kind of trying to indicate how this Behajgara practice is coming out now, and there's a huge public thing going on in the Chabad communities with this 
even though it's been around since the 12th. Uh, or 11, I think even 11th, you should check it up on Google. The first um, Because Bachia people ben Yosef. are struggling with anxiety and depression. Oh, that's it, let's that's it. Yeah. And this is the antidote. In neuroscience, they are discovering that not only can you fix your anxiety, so that's Hashgacha Klalis, Hashgacha Pratis, you can create unlimited abundance of the things that you want through this from 1200 for the year 1200. But we're doing this in order to be better servants of Hashem. It's, we're not learning it. To, uh, that's that's it's it's a catch twenty two. It's good. To, he's writing. We're gonna benefit. We'll be lose. We'll, I can match. I can measure my success. That's the beauty. Do I have more betachin? I know how I felt a month ago, and God willing, in a month from now, if people have less anxiety and a few great people will have no anxiety, that means that we took to heart that which we are learning. But when we can point and say ze kili, it all comes from Hashem. There's an incredible simcha, sure. and it really brings. Clarity to the world as well, mm-hmm. because it all comes from Hashem. It's what comes, and then tranquility or trust is what will come. In other words, it's also about not only what is, but God has me. It's like a person who's going into a surgery, and they don't know the outcome. Like that's I want to. That's like giving. I'm I'm completely relying not on the doctor. I should pick the best doctor that I could. But when you believe in the doctor, you so build the trust. When I believe One in the doctor, I believe I believe less in God. That's what he's gonna say. Right, but Hashem is God. doctor. God is my doctor. And he's the instrument. Mm-hmm. And I should pick the best instrument, but it's just an instrument. I just through this a month ago. When I'm you, doing a, doing this procedure. So what do, you, what do you think? Yeah. No, I literally was so scared because in, in New York they don't do this, but here they really went awake into the surgery and you see the big lights and the instruments. Okay. And my goof was freaking out. You're going to be it, cut it was not into psychologically it. sound to do that for them, to do that to patients. Like, it's not good, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't prepared for that. And it was a major surgery, Brook Hashem, everything went amazing. Thank God, thank God. And I, I was so freaked out. I was like, the only place to go was Hashem. It, I felt like that's why Hashem squeezed me a little bit in that moment. There because you had Because to give me a gift of saying, the surgeon it. has no power. I'm in your hands, Hashem. I'm only in your hands. That's, that's, that's the bitachem. And, and t- I wouldn't have been it. there had I not been scared. And, and, and it went in one and a half hours instead of five hours. And this is my question to you. It's really thrown me off what you said about what the Rebbe said about the revelation because my understanding has yeah. really upset me, like dissonance, like, whoa. Sure, this is a foundational machlekesen, yeah. Yes, because yeah. I thought the more you actually put your trust in Hashem, you truly are at the mercy of Hashem because you're allowing Him space to come into your life. You're not saying it's the doc. If I'm the doctor and, and Hashem, you said, uh, it, uh, part of my trust is pulling away from Hashem to give it to the doctor. Correct. So I thought the consequence of that is if I fully put my trust in Hashem, I'm allowing Him to really come into my life and affect me in a very powerful way, not as much as if I don't let Him into my not life. Not as much means whether you'll be aware of it or not. And that's not a small matter. Your awareness of how God, it's God's doing is much bigger than the way, way it sounds. But there's no merit on your level of putting your trust, to put our trust in Hashem. Your merit, there's no merit that you gain more because of that. You know what you gain? You become a better servant of God. I want to emphasize that. The moment I gain the way you're describing it, then I'm, this is the opposite of being in service of God. This is the most selfish avoider, which we run, we run away from that. Right. We should be nauseated from that. I don't want to be in service of me. I'm, I don't come to Yiddishkeit to be in service of me. The whole world is filled with that. Do this. Right. 
And that to get to that, we have to get to step one in order to get to step yeah. two. That, okay, so that's why he began in the intro that since it's established, in other words, you cannot learn bitachin without having a muna. I'm not saying that people feel their muna, but this shar, like that Amban says, the fruit, you don't have a fruit if you don't have a tree. So we're taking a muna for granted. We're yeah. taking for granted already that we understand, either at least in the minds and halavai in the hearts, that we are not here for me. I am not keeping a mitzvah to get a piece of Ganeit, and that's a self-serving, yeah. that's the furthest thing away from God, even though the mitzvah is great, even though this is a lot better than not. We're speaking about inner work, the goal is to, how do I give myself to God? Bittel. Right. Bittel. And you just said a good word, that bitachen is bitel. That's what he's saying, the yeah. way I'm in, in service of God is by giving it to God. The moment I feel like I have control, or I feel like someone or something other than God has even some control, then you don't have full bitl. Full bitl is, is that, that thing, you're going into, a person is going into surgery, and they mamash see, they're going to be knocked unconscious, that they're fully in the koyach of, now fill in the blank. So either say, in the surgeon, or of technology, or the emes, the real emes, it's in God. And that's a choice that we get to make. And the more I give myself to God, the more of an oivid Hashem I am. But I thought when we do that, Hashem lifts you out of Derech Let's keep on learning. Let's keep on learning. Let's keep on learning. Let's keep on learning. That's keep what's on learning. throwing me out. Here. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait what you're saying is not wrong. We'll see. Wait, wait. And if I don't, then I'm left at the mercy of Derech which means I am left at the mercy on some level of the divine providence, not divine providence, of the power of the surgeon because I'm choosing to give the power to the surgeon it's my choice let's, we'll keep, let's keep on reading we'll keep on reading listen you're I, saying no it's the same this is a big machloik is between chasidim and not chasidim I, know, you throw, I can't wait another week no you'll wait another week <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a question. this is 